Welcome to Distinct Poplar, a twice-monthly audio fiction series written and narrated by Matt Herzberg from www.distinctpoplar.com. This is episode 12 of series 1, This Moment. With precious little time left, in the waning moments before the scream of the bell, that's when Blackwheel unfurled his ink-black robes, loosened his leather-tooth lasher from his belt, and threw out his arms and legs like a mangled jack-in-the-box. The man was now sprinting towards her with speed she had not thought possible from such a thin and crooked form. Chellen could see his black lips split into a yellow-tooth grin. She could hear the loud pop of the lasher as he snapped it over his head like a bullwhip. She could smell the sweat from her skin as her flesh went cold with fear. The hallway began to shudder. It was as if the lights had dimmed and it felt like the very walls were closing in all around her when that horrible first bell had finally sounded. A shrill squealing that practically escaped from the speakers, preceded by the short gasps of the students from their classrooms as they all simultaneously held their breath. As it was happening, Chellen heard nothing. The sharp, piercing sound of the tardy bell filled her ears completely, so loud and shrill that it caused her pain, so much that her head felt as if it might explode under some sort of phantom pressure. Chellen was all but stuck within Blackwheel's crippling gaze as the disciplinarian grew closer and closer. Her legs thumped repeatedly from the bones to the hair follicles of the skin, but yet they would not move for her. They remained stuck in place, as if caught under some sort of magic spell. But it was simpler than that. Chellen was simply afraid, overcome with the fear of being strangled to death by Blackwheel's lash as it snapped through the air and found its way to her neck. It was as if she could already feel it there, the phantom pain of it crushing her air, biting into the skin, the sounds of her screams crunching back down into her throat, along with the snapping of her bones. Whether or not that would actually happen, Chellen was lost in a moment so real to her that it was crippling. First Durga, then this, she had thought. How am I supposed to get away from an adult, a teacher, a monster like Blackwheel? For the sickly-looking crooked man had a reputation of his own. Some say he had killed a kid after announcing it to his whole class first. It was Hilden Stringson, some mouth-breather from the other side of the city, who had dared to stand up to Blackwheel on his very first day of school and right in front of everyone. 
so the disciplinarian told String Sun he was going to kill him, and when the boy went missing after the Day of Masks last year, everyone assumed the worst. And now Chellin would be next. Would Black Wheel kill me right now? Right in front of everyone? She thought. The surrounding students who watched this all unfold began to strike the surfaces of any door, wall, or window pane they could touch. It was haphazard at first, but soon as more and more of them caught on, a rhythm began to form. Tellen heard it faintly at first, growing in strength and momentum, and when it was fully realized, each student lent a hand to the steady tattoo like the beating of a drum. It was a warning, she suddenly realized. The students of Kagger High were an audience that had watched her evade the dangerous pursuit of Mr. Blackwheel and get another student to safety. The sounds of their drumming in unison is what snapped her back to reality. And it was none too soon. Just as Blackwheel had made up the missing ground between them, Chellen had all but snapped out of her stupor. Those legs of hers, that previously refused to move, were now supercharged with spastic energy. When this happened, Chellen could hear a desperate cheer come forth from the surrounding students, who had drum-clapped for her in anticipation of this moment. She then speedily took off down the cracked checkerboard hallway floor, her black combat boots leaving long, greasy marks that detailed where she had been and where she was going. Not that Mr. Blackwheel needed a trail to follow. As Chellen raced down an extending hallway in her best effort to lose him, the creeping disciplinarian swung out with his leather-tooth lasher in several early attempts to snatch her up. Though none were successful, the loud sounds of the studded leather whip alerted her all too well that Blackwheel was nearly on her heels. The lasher splitting the air with a series of thunderous cracks, which echoed all around her head, her hearing going numb for a brief second under the duress of what sounded like a dozen miniature thunderstorms as the weapon angrily searched for her flesh. She hoped it would never get the opportunity, however, for Chellen found her way to her next period classroom and saw the open door stretching out before her down the hallway. It was like a beacon of hope, the neon classroom lights filtering out and covering everything in a sickly green overtone, something that normally she had found revolting, but now it welcomed her, and the safety surely held within. If she made it, Blackwheel would be forced to call off his pursuit. His jurisdiction was the hallways and twisted, hidden places of Kagger High, not the classrooms themselves. Once she was safely across that threshold, it would be her teacher's responsibility to deal with her tardiness, not Blackwheel. And for a moment she considered the frustration he might experience when she finally did outpace him, something that brought in a quirking smile to her face, and she pushed herself further and further. 
She took her first vaulted steps towards victory when Blackwheel wheezed his displeasure at the idea of losing his prey. He was so close. Chellen swore she could feel the spittle from his gaping open mouth and the labored breathing that sprayed it onto her neck. She didn't need to see him to visualize his blackened gums and yellow teeth, sending out tiny, disgusting beads of his drool, like an animal all but frothing at the mouth, the act of which made Challen clench up around the neck and shoulders. Her stomach squirmed and she felt bile rising up in her throat, all of which caused a misstep. In the distraction of such a disgusting act, Chellen landed on one of her booted feet incorrectly. Soon she was tumbling forward. Her balance was lost, but her momentum hadn't ceased in the slightest. Every kid stood up from their desks as Chellen all but skidded across the floor and through the open doorway to her classroom. In one of the most ungraceful moments of her life, Chellen couldn't help but feel like she had finally won as she laid on the floor cautiously looking up with a glance of humble expectation caught upon her face. She wondered if she would be dead meat now. Behind her, Blackwheel strode up to the classroom doorway and passed through it like it was nothing. Not nearly as desperate and as exhausted as Chellen had imagined, he actually remained quite calm as one of his white hands disappeared into the inside pockets of his black robes. The shapely and fashionable woman who taught this class hovered at the entrance to argue with him. I'll remind you to stay outside of this classroom, Mr. Blackwheel, she shrilly warned. I want that student's name, Miss Pavich, came a voice that was surprisingly cold and calm for Chellen's ears, but stung with an ice-cold venom, heralding something terrible that was bound to come her way from all of this. There were whispers next as Miss Pevich pushed herself between Blackwheel and the classroom, closing the door behind her. Chellen couldn't hear what they were saying. Her heart was still pumping blood so rapidly that her head was filled with it, but it didn't really matter. She was safe from Blackwheel, for now. As she stood up, she noticed that the rest of her classmates were standing as well. When Challen had all but collapsed into the classroom, the other kids were out of their seats, unable to contain their excitement in reaction to the chase that played out in front of them. With the door closed and their teacher in the hallway, the other students of Challen's chemicals in the community class erupted into a standing ovation. Challen had never imagined such a sight, a room full of typicals standing around her with wide-eyed excitement and full smiles, their hands rapidly fanning back and forth as they applauded her. She didn't realize it quite yet, but things would never be the same for Challen after this moment. The next few weeks went by without incident, and Chellen was glad to have it that way. 
Durga Drumlick stayed away from both girls. There was no apparent retaliation. In gym class, Chellen noticed that Durga kept her gaze away from Chellen, that she kept to her own friends, and a lot of the girls in the locker room started to breathe easier. Some of them even thanked her outright for standing up to the locker room bully. However, this was just the beginning of Chellen's growing reputation. Everyone started looking at her differently and treating her differently after her escape from Blackwheel. Chellen was no longer the girl that felt like she was hiding herself from everyone at Kagger High. Now she was given space in the overpacked hallways. Now the typicals acknowledged her and they knew her name. A few of them even said hi to her in passing, but most gave her a knowing look and a nod of respect. Even her one and only secret friend, Blixit, commented on the change. You're becoming very popular, he chided during a brief moment when they could exchange their notebook in between classes. She shook her head and rolled her eyes at him as if it meant nothing, but the fact of the matter was that they were finding it difficult to meet when all eyes were on Chellen all the time. A rom and a typical, openly being friends, these things were impossible. The other roms at school would be against it. It wouldn't take long before her parents found out. So now, they had to limit their interactions in order to avoid suspicion. wasn't just the typicals who had Chellen in their sights. Her fellow Roms were very impressed with what had happened and had taken notice. It was, after all, a cornerstone of the Rom counterculture to oppose the status quo, to rebel against the typicals, to push back at the rules of society. Chellen had managed to do all of that and even managed to escape a harsh punishment when Miss Pavich only put Chellen on notice with a very simple and straightforward write-up instead of a detention, or worse. You're a good kid, Chellen, and a top student, so I'll only be writing you up for your tardiness, warned Miss Pavich. But don't let it go to your head. We do have rules here at Kagger High, even for your kind, and this is a warning. But Chellen had a feeling it was more than that, a sinking suspicion that started when she had noticed Miss Pavich secreting Mr. Blackwheel into the hallway after it all went down. She imagined that Miss Pavich had given Blackwheel her name, probably hastily written on a loose piece of paper that the creepy disciplinarian crushed in one of his white-knuckled fists. Blix, her one and only secret friend, thought otherwise. 
she's probably protecting you from him, he said, with a quick whisper, before they parted ways. I bet Blackwheel would have you in detention right now, if it wasn't for Miss Pevich. Chellen didn't agree. Being a rom, she knew better than any typical that the teachers should never be trusted. Nobody liked roms, and even a sweet, young, and seemingly progressive teacher like Miss Pevich, whom all the boys at school had a crush on anyway, was exempt from mistrust. Nobody liked roms. Most roms didn't even like most roms, which had always hindered Chellen when trying to make friends with her own kind. Now that was different as well, sort of. Now the other rom kids wanted her back with them. She got invited to hang out at VJ murals around the school entrance, and she was invited to sit with some roms at lunch now, too. The actual spoken invitation came from a somewhat rebellious rom boy named Rolf, who wore a thin, waist-length black weatherbreaker jacket, which was mostly open and partially unzipped over his simple white t-shirt and black denim trousers. I was wondering if you'd like to sit with us, he had offered, with an almost sarcastic voice dipped in honey. She couldn't read betrayal in his confident dark brown eyes and practice smile, which was deeply set in his rugged olive-skinned face and perfectly outlined by curtains of well-kept and healthy long black hair. However, she still didn't feel like she could trust him. But how could she say no to this offer? Rolf was one year ahead of Chellen, and could be best described as a well-liked troublemaker who was quickly moving up the Rom social ladder at Cacker High. Sitting with a handsome, popular, and older Rom boy and his friends was like nothing Chellen had ever dreamed of. So, of course she accepted. However, nothing had actually changed for the better. Chellen was still super quiet around them. She understood the kinds of things they would say and were talking about an idle conversation just well enough, but still lacked that urge to impress herself upon them. Still, despite their sudden acceptance of her, she was still finding it difficult to integrate with her own kind. She had been at Kagger High for one full year already, and had basically been treated as an outsider by the other ROMs up to this point. Now, that was different only in that she was invited to be places with them, because of Rolf. But still, she couldn't help but feeling like she was just tagging along and tolerated by the others. That was an awful feeling that Chellen knew all too well, just tagging along, knowing that you're just being tolerated and yet never officially turned away from the group. Before the chase with Blackwheel and the stand-up to Durga Drumlicht, Chellen had just been this extraneous rom girl who the others grudgingly let share their space. Nobody looked her in the eyes, nobody called her by name, and she often felt like there was this invisible barrier that was pushing her away from the other kids. And if she managed to build up enough courage to push back, 
Well, then the boys started sniggering at her, and the girls rolled their eyes and hushed at her under their breath. It would have been easier if they had just come out and said they didn't want her around. Make it official, so that she could have just stopped trying. Maybe this was why Chellen had taken an almost perverse interest in watching Bree. The younger girl suffered through isolation from almost everyone in school due to her age difference and demeanor. Chellen could identify with this feeling of being isolated for sure. Now, nobody bullied Bree. Nobody. So the young girl wasn't picked upon, but was still dreadfully alone. Nobody wanted anything to do with her even still. Except for Chellen, that was. Chellen still kept an eye on her these few weeks later. She gave the kid a reassuring smile when she passed her in the hallways, and she noticed that Bree even relaxed in her seat during their shared AP World Machines of Wonderment class, which Chellen figured was because Bree knew she was watching out for her. No boys kicked her chair, no girls picked on her in the hallways, and it seemed like even their teacher was treating her differently as well. Mr. Fullfoot was exercising more patience with Bree's constant line of questioning about his lessons, so things were at least going better for her in that regard. Unfortunately, that meant that it was time for Chellen to back off from a budding friendship between the two girls. Chellen liked Bree very much, but that's where it had to stop. It was already risky having one non-ROM friend in Blix, especially now since the other ROMs at school had taken notice of Chellen. More importantly, because she had been noticed by Rolf, who she felt was watching her almost in the way that she had been watching Bree. Sometimes, when she just happened to look up, she'd find Rolf just casually hanging out close to where she was. She was on his radar now, which meant they, the other Roms, were paying close attention to her. That fact was something that made Chellen angry, and she decided that she didn't much need or care for Rolf, or for that matter, any other Roms at school, and wished that they would all just go away. If you've been enjoying Distinct Poplar, we would love to hear about it. Please consider rating and reviewing us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find our stories. Positive reviews go a long way to helping us find new listeners, and we truly appreciate it. You've been listening to Series 1, Episode 12, This Moment, written and narrated by Matt Herzberg and copyright Wednesday, July 18th, 2018. The music for this episode is by Chris Zabriskie. For more information, check the show notes in this episode's description. For more stories like this one, as well as ebooks and more information about the city that forgot to stay clean, check us out online at www.distinctpoplar.com or through our social media. Just search for Distinct Poplar on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Stop by. Say hello. Hello.